This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome one, welcome all to the court of the trashy royals, where we assemble each Thursday to reveal and revel in the tales of our betters behaving badly. My name is Stacy. Alicia here. Thank you for joining us for... Today's naughty nobles, plural. <laughs> right. So many people in our story this week. We are here today to talk about the nine. The nine children of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Oh my. Nine kids Victoria has in 16 years. That is just a lot of birth and babies. A lot of birth and babies. Queen Vic's spends 42% of her time pregnant within the first 16 years of her marriage. 42%, y'all. Perhaps Prince Albert thought that if she was occupied with more maternal matters, he would have more of a chance to take charge of the empire. But also, as it appears, Queen Victoria had a super high sex drive. This week, we are going to be taking a journey into the nine kids of Victoria and Albert, but before we begin, we have a good noble to thank, Alex J. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us over at Patreon.com Trashy Royals Podcast. Your Patreon support is how we make this thing happen. We are really grateful to our supporters over there. Two bucks a month, getting ad-free and early episodes every single week. Y'all rock. And you rock. Thanks for joining us for this episode 26 a story with all the trashy goodness, birth order, dynastic marriages, rivalries, pure scandal and gossip in the Victorian court. Let us anon to the nine children of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Right, so nine kids pretty much guarantees that Queen Vic was going to own the marriage market when they came of age. Nine kids, mm -hmm. 42 grandkids. Yikes. It's a lot. So let's go to Victoria because the teen queen of Britain wasted absolutely no time in fulfilling her duty to have babies. So many babies. Nine in total, over a decade and a half essentially. I think the thing that makes this fact even more extraordinary is that Queen Victoria doesn't like being pregnant or like her babies or children for that matter. It's just not her thing. Mm -hmm. In this episode, we are going to cover Queen Victoria's nine kiddos in a very high level form. The essential thing I want everyone to know about how this all goes down, nine kids, 42 grandkids. If Queen Victoria's kid was trashy, Queen Victoria's grandkids from that kid are probably not too trashy. If Queen Victoria's kid was not trashy, 
<laughs> her grandkids are going to be off the charts. It's the inverse effect. Just something to make a note of. Little trashy tip here and a little bit of a hint for where we're going. Okay, nine kids. Holy cats. We have Victoria, Albert, Alice, Alfred, Helena, Louise, Arthur, Leopold, Beatrice. Birth order does become important. And in the whole family drama playing out here with nine kids and their parents, 16 years in between them, can you imagine? You may be asking yourself right now, why do I care? Because how do I remember nine kids in order? I'm going to turn the episode off because it seems too hard. Don't do it, friends. I got you. I have another handy acronym. You ready? Uh-huh. Verify. AAA helps lost and lonely broads or blokes or bunnies or bubbies or whatever you want that B to be. Verify. AAA helps lost and lonely blokes. For my listeners across the pond, AAA is a service here within the United States. Uh, I don't know if they're worldwide or not. If your car breaks down, you call AAA. Correct. You have this as a service. You pay a few dollars a month and they'll change your tire, jumpstart your battery. AAA is kind of a roadside service that helps you. Or tow you if, if it's not something easy. Yeah. Sure. So verify AAA helps lost and lonely blokes, right? So easy. Victoria, AAA, Albert, Alice, Alfred. Now, here's the thing that makes that AAA a little bit easier to remember. First son is Bertie. That's our future King Edward VII. Alice is the girl in the middle. Alfred is the next boy. So out of that AAA, if you think the boys are the bread on either end... Of that AAA, sister lives in the middle, that's Alice. That's the only real trick, is remembering in the AAA how they descend. Otherwise, it's pretty easy. Also, in your two L's, that Louise comes before Leopold. It really is all going to make sense by the end of this episode, and you are welcome. Verify AAA helps lost and lonely blokes. That is some high-quality, trashy programming right there. Stacy, are you ready to begin? I guess. <laughs> Let's do this. Remember, Victoria and Albert married February 1840. No matter their parents or siblings, each of them, we have the white dress, beautiful wedding. Holy cats, it's all good. February 1840. It is a mere 285 days that it takes Victoria to deliver her first child Victoria. Handy fact to know, the average length of a pregnancy is 280 days. So, Victoria and Albert, again, wasting no time. I have in my notes, insert bow chicka bow wow here. (laughs) First up, Princess Victoria. She is the Princess Royal. Princess Victoria Adelaide Mary Louise. A lot of names is the firstborn child. She was born November 21st, 1840. She's a Scorpio. Again, Princess Royal Victoria was born just nine months after her parents were married. You got the name Victoria in there. She's a girl. So poor Victoria is not the much anticipated male heir. However, it is an incredible relief when baby and mother both come through childbirth pretty healthy. Childbirth 
was oftentimes a deadly event for women in that time, and no one had forgotten that Queen Victoria's older cousin, mm-hmm. Princess Charlotte... Who would have been queen. Exactly. Died in, in childbirth, childbirth herself. Which set off the race among her father and uncles to all get married and have legitimate... This, yes. That's exactly right. Covered. So, huzzah! Mm-hmm. It's a girl, but good on you. Sure. Boys for, will come. For living through it. Little Princess Victoria. Here's the thing I want you to know. She was an intellectually gifted child. She's fluent in several languages. I want to say she knew four languages by the time she was five years old. Like, she really is a pleaser. She's gifted. She continues her love of learning throughout her life. And naturally, this pleases mom and dad. Most especially dad. Prince Albert, whoa, thinks Victoria's brilliant. Victoria also was incredibly strong-willed and could be very stubborn. Sometimes that's oldest children. At the very young age of 14, Princess Victoria meets and becomes engaged to Prince Frederick William of Prussia. He's known as Fritz. Fritz was the heir to the Prussian throne. Germany was very, very dear to both Victoria and Albert, So this dynastic match between Victoria and Fritz was perfect in their eyes. Fritz and Victoria, Princess Royal, marry in 1858. She's 17 years old. And the marriage was a happy one. They go on to have eight kids. Victoria is deeply in love with her husband, but Princess Vicky's, that's what they call her, Vicky's life really didn't turn out how she planned. By the time Fritz makes it to emperor, he only reigns for 99 days before he dies. Vicky and Fritz were unfortunately unable to carry out any of the liberal ideas that they had planned for Germany. And Vicky's not going to get a chance to do those because her eldest son is going to become Kaiser Wilhelm II after his father dies. The thing to know about Kaiser Wilhelm, he is the eldest son of Princess Vicky, and he was unstable and difficult even as a child, and would end up being a major catalyst of World War I and ruin all of the plans that Queen Victoria and Prince Albert had for a peaceful and unified Europe through the marriages that's, of their children. That's the thing, the whole point of launching all of those children into the royal houses of Europe was to everybody's related. You're not going to, I mean, families fight, but wow, that was unexpected. I mean, the thing I really want you to understand is that World War I is a cousin's war. We talk about this mm-hmm. in England back within the 15th century, the War of the Roses. That was a cousin's war. World War I, mm-hmm. little bit, Victorian Albert plans kind of go a little, a little loops here. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about the first A of AAA, Prince Albert Edward Birdie, Prince of Wales. Dirty Birdie. Dirty Birdie. So a scant, are you ready, 11 months after Princess Vicky's birth, 11 months after she's born, so... Two months downtime. Wow. Victoria gives birth to her second child, and huzzah, this time it is the much-awaited son and heir to the throne. Primogeniture uh, yes. is what rules in Britain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Always. Always and forever until recently. I don't think they changed that rule until this century. 
That seems right. But now we have Dirty Birdie. Now we have Dirty Birdie. Problem solved. Oh, Lord. Edward Albert was born November the 9th, 1841. Another Scorpio here. Good Lord. From the beginning, Birdie honestly couldn't keep up with his older sister, Vicky, in the classroom. His gifts are not in academia. His gifts are in charm and personality mm-hmm. and... Yeah. I, he's not he's not a high intellectual no extrovert go-getter but yeah not not the most book smart guy this behavior is troubling to his parents right he's charming he can make friends any like he is a charismatic dude but he's not into the books which is disturbing to his parents mm-hmm. prince albert really feels strongly that all of their children especially birdie though is heir to the throne must have an unimpeachable character This was not to be. No, no. So were Princess Vicky not terribly trashy? Her kids, off the scale trashy. Birdie's second kid, so, so trashy. His kids, less trashy. By the time Birdie was a teenager, it was evident that his disposition and personality was not going to be the reserved and pious nature of his father's. No, pious he was not. Once Bertie had any taste of freedom, Bertie engaged in what his parents believed were, uh, oh, what his parents believed really was some pretty scandalous and immoral behavior. Yeah, he pretty, yes, a, a bacchanal of a life, I believe is a way to think of it. We are going to get into Birdie. Again, these are very high level, but I need to let you know that, in fact, it was the aftermath of an early sexual exploit of Birdie's that happened over in Ireland that <laughs> that will have Queen Victoria blaming Birdie for Prince Albert's death hmm. in 1860 for the rest of her life. Wow. She's mad about it. This wasn't true. It's not necessarily Birdie's fault. But this incident puts an enormous wedge between Queen Victoria and Bertie and would have a lasting impact on their relationship as well as the future of Bertie's life until his mother died many, many, many years later. There was a rush to get Bertie married in an attempt to keep him from hurting his reputation any further. <laughs> The chosen bride was Princess Alexandra of Denmark. Bertie and Princess Alexandra were married in March of 1863 and would go on to have six children, <laughs> including the one who was pretty scandalous, Prince Albert Victor. He died young. The future King George V and Maud, the future Queen of Norway. Dirty Bertie, Edward the Caresser, right? <laughs> His sexual appetites would never really diminish Oh, I forgot. He was also known as the Playboy Prince. Mm -hmm. His affairs really were legendary. His mistresses were many. Bertie would have to wait until 1901 to become King Edward VII at the age of 60. King Charles III did beat Bertie's record on this in Waiting Out Mom. The thing with Bertie, though, he was not only the king of England, but Bertie was also known as the uncle of Europe by that time, as many nieces and nephews of his had been married off 
two other ruling dynasties, duchies, and monarchies across the continent. That's Princess Vicky. That's Bertie. That's our first two. We're going to take mm-hmm. a quick break here, and we are going to come back with Princess Alice. So many kids. <laughs> we'll see you on the flip. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, next up in our triple A, Princess Alice. Third royal child, Mm -hmm. huzzah! Princess Alice was born on April 25th, 1843. This is three kids inside of three and a half years. It's a lot. A lot. Princess Alice was named Alice Maud Mary, Taurus child, and she was adored by her two older siblings. This is the child that Parliament sends a letter like congratulations and condolences on (laughs) the birth of your daughter because she's not a son. Alice, though, is kind of a neat kid. She shows a very kind and compassionate nature from the start. She's nurturing to her family. She's dedicated to many causes. Alice shows her desire to help others. Even as a young girl, she'll visit wounded soldiers during the Crimean War, Princess Alice always has a pretty deep interest in and love for nursing. That will continue throughout her short life. During her father, Prince Albert's illness and death, Princess Alice is the one that devotedly nurses and cares for him. Alice married after Prince Albert's death. She married July the 1st, 1862. Alice's groom was the very handsome Louis of Hesse. Hesse is part of Germany. That's how Alice and her family would have said Hesse, even though we're a little bit more familiar with just hearing that word as Hess. Alice and Louis would have seven children, many of whom, enter it here, would either have hemophilia mm-hmm. or carry the gene, which would be passed on to their children. Sure. Alice and Louis become the Grand Duke and Duchess of Hesse and by Rhine in 1877. Alice is steadfast in her mission to help the poor, sick, and wounded of her duchy and adopted many practices of Florence Nightingale. Mm, Good for her. Princess Alice was the first of Queen Victoria's children to pass away. and It's sad. She does have a short and tragic life. Two of Alice's seven children die before she does. Prince Frederick, at the age of two, dies falling out a window. The sad thing here, he could have survived had he not been a hemophiliac. Princess Alice's youngest daughter, May, 
passed away at the age of four from diphtheria. Mm. Princess Alice, it's a sad story. Princess Alice would die as well of diphtheria just a month later after her daughter passes away in December 1878 at the very early age of 35. Princess Alice's death will devastate her siblings. Queen Victoria became very close to Alice's children after her death and really does try to fulfill some kind of mother role to them. Alice, tragic early death, her kids <laughs> will go on to have a tremendous impact on the future of European monarchies. Two of them would meet an incredibly tragic and violent end. Hmm. More on that coming. The last of our triple A's here. We've been through Vicky, Albert, Bertie, and Alice. The last of our triple A's is Prince Alfred. Prince Alfred Ernest Albert was born on August the 6th, 1844. Four kids, four years. This is just mind-blowing to me. Prince Alfred is a Leo man. And the plan for Prince Alfred, at least with Victorian Albert, was always that Alfred would inherit the dukedom of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha from his childless uncle Ernest. This is Prince Albert's older brother. Uncle Ernest doesn't pass away until 1893. So Prince Alfred would not become the Duke of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha until he was nearly 50 years old, but he was also created Duke of Edinburgh by his mother in 1866 when he was 22. Okay. Vicky and Albert decide for Alfred as the second son that he should join the Royal Navy. Prince Alfred doesn't really want to do this, but he dutifully will follow his parents' plans slash orders. Queen Victoria was not too thrilled over the moon when Prince Alfred decided that he wished to marry Tsar Alexander II's only daughter. This was the Grand Duchess Maria of Russia. Queen Victoria famously disliked Russia, and to add to that, Grand Duchess Maria of Russia was imperious and was very used to being treated with extreme deference and living in unbelievable decadence. Queen Vix knows this. Uh, She's not a fan. But despite the Queen's misgivings, Prince Alfred married Grand Duchess Maria in January 1874. Their marriage would not be a happy one, but they would go on to have five children, a son, and four daughters. Their son would die young, but two of their daughters will go on to make history especially their eldest daughter, Marie. We call her Missy. She will become the queen of Romania. Holy cats, stay tuned for that. Prince Alfred was a lifelong smoker. He will die of throat cancer in 1900 when he was 55 years old, just a year before his mother. Okay, so that's the triple a and verify triple a correct okay. now we get to helps, helps lost and lonely babies bubbies i don't know they're so you have fun with it you mm. let me know what you decide sure. in this acronym helps princess helena is next up born princess helena augusta victoria she's born may 25th 1846 I know you're shaking your head. It's just Queen Victoria, bless your heart. Princess Helena is a Gemini girl. And her birth, Helena's birth, 
was known to be the most difficult for Queen Victoria. And it's thought here that Queen Victoria never forgives her daughter for that. Oh, wow. If I'm not mistaken, Helena was the blue birth. That's what it was called. Helena was called Lenchen by her family throughout her life. This was a shortened version of the German nickname Helenchen. So, nice. Everybody's got nicknames. Throughout her life, Queen Victoria will consider her daughter Helena, this is so sad, to be the least attractive of her daughters. She's the ugly one. That's what Queen Victoria thinks. Victoria lives in fear that because Helena's so ugly, she'll never be able to find a proper marriage suitor for her. This is one of Queen Victoria's big preoccupations. My poor, poor, ugly child. (laughs) Nevertheless, it's okay. Princess Helena would end up marrying Prince Christian of Schleswig-Holstein, who was 15 years older than her, but appeared even far older than that. (laughs) Some of Helena's siblings, including Bertie, were appalled by this marital choice. Like, nobody really loves this. Bertie even initially refuses to attend her wedding. Wow. However, Princess Helena and Prince Christian have a relatively happy union. They go on to have five kids. Princess Helena, not trashy. (laughs) She lives a quiet life. She'll spend much of her time carrying out duties for her mother and keeping Queen Victoria company. Helena is sort of the exception to our trashy inverse kid grandkid rule as Helena nor her kids were at the center of any great historical events or created any scandals. Pretty low-key Helena. Okay. That is not Princess Louise, who's next. (laughs) Verify AAA helps. Lost. There's nothing lost about Princess Louise. I think Princess Louise, I get real excited about her. I think she's the most interesting of Queen Victoria and Albert's kids. Princess Louise Caroline Alberta was born March 18th, 1848 at Buckingham Palace. 1848 is what is known as the Year of Revolutions in Europe. Princess Louise comes raring in through the middle of a through several of these revolutions. So it's she's the Queen Victoria said about her, she was born in the most eventful times and ought to be something peculiar in consequence. Hmm. She's the revolution kid, Louise. I love her. The 1848 revolutions happen when several Republican revolts break out against the European monarchies. When fears started that revolution would come to England, the queen and her family were advised to leave London in order to ensure their safety. Now, Princess Helena was the poor ugly duck. Princess Louise is not. She's widely considered the prettiest of Queen Victoria's daughters. But Queen Victoria doesn't like Louise. (laughs) She finds her personality to be troubling, (laughs) either because they were similar and because neither were much liked by their mother. Louise and Bertie had a very strong bond throughout their lives. I need you to know that Louise and Bertie BFFs. Princess Louise, God, her story is so exciting. We are going to be following her up. She was rumored to have been involved in quite a few scandals and controversies, but they were mostly swept under the rug while she was alive. Princess Louise is the only one of Victoria's kids to marry a commoner. This is the Marquis of Lorne, later the Duke of Argyle. 
the idea that a royal princess married a commoner really outraged some members of parliament. I'm sure, yeah. But that's what Louise wanted, and unfortunately for her, this marriage was no love match, as the (laughs) Duke of Argyle was thought to be gay. (laughs) Nonetheless, these two, Louise and the Duke, were a diplomatic team, if nothing else. He was created Governor General of Canada, so the Duke of Argyle and Princess Louise lived in Canada and represented Queen Victoria there for several years. Princess Louise was adored in Canada. The Hmm. country even wanted to name a province after her, but she instead requested it be named after her father, which is why we have Alberta. Alberta. Mm -hmm. Louise is such an, she's the unconventional princess. The thing about Louise, she also is a gifted artist and sculptress. Hmm. She goes and studies art and sculpture. She was devoted to many progressive causes, including women's rights and suffrage. In her earlier, not married, teenage youth, it is likely that Princess Louise gives birth to a child in 1866. This child was likely given to the son of Queen Victoria's doctor to raise. This would have been a huge scandal had this... Huge! That's... Incredible. Princess Louise's story is coming. Again, I want to get through all nine just sort of on a very high level. But it really, her story is incredible. She's so interesting. Princess Louise and her husband do not have any children together. And the royal family has never acknowledged this suspected illegitimate child or his offspring. One of my favorite things in her later years, Princess Louise does live a long life. She lives until the age of 91. In her later years, Princess Louise lived at Kensington Palace. Her great-great-nieces, Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret, when they're little girls, they call Kensington Palace Auntie Palace. Mm -hmm. Because two of Victoria's kids, Auntie Palace, Princess Louise, one of those aunties living there. Sure. Isn't that amazing? I'm sure they said Auntie Auntie Palace. But, yes. Princess Louise passes again at the age of 91. Okay. Verify. AAA helps lost. And And Prince Arthur. Prince Arthur William Patrick Albert was born on May the 1st, 1850. Just a decade of birth and babies. Decade of birth and babies. And we still have two more to go. Mm -hmm. Seven kids, one decade. I'm hurting for Victoria 200 years later. Yeah. Because they did not have good pain medication back then. Chloroform does happen. We're going to talk about chloroform a little bit and where it does become a help. I said good pain medication, but I suppose that's better than nothing. Hey, you take what you can get. All right. Prince Arthur. Here we are. Prince Arthur William Patrick Albert was born May 1st, 1850. He's a Taurus. After being tutored alongside his siblings, according to his father's standards, Prince Arthur will then enter the Royal Military Academy. Throughout his life, Prince Arthur was adored by his mother, which was a unique thing, really rare for a child of Queen Victoria. She doesn't like kids. Mm -hmm. But Prince Arthur is by far her favorite son. Why? Queen Victoria thinks that Prince Arthur is most like his father, and constantly heaps praise upon Prince Arthur. 
Queen Victoria once wrote about her son, this child is dear, dearer than any of the others put together. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite much? She'll continue. After Albert, he is the dearest and most precious object to me on earth. Hmm. Well, at least she liked one of them. Doesn't really hurt your birth order imago happening with all the kids there, Vix. Prince Arthur does have an illustrious military career. He was a general and field marshal. He'll travel extensively with the military and was stationed in a lot of countries, South Africa, Canada, Ireland, Egypt, and India, all at different times. Queen Victoria will create Prince Arthur, the Duke of Connaught and Strathern, and Earl of Sussex. In 1879, Prince Arthur does get married. He will marry Princess Louise Margaret of Prussia. Together, the couple have three children. Their eldest daughter, Princess Margaret of Connaught, would marry Prince Gustav Adolf, who would later become King Gustav VI Adolf of Sweden. Sadly, Princess Margaret would never go from Crown Princess of Sweden to Queen of Sweden because she died before her husband ascended the throne. Although she would die at the young age of 38, Princess Margaret of Connaught's children and grandchildren would go on to hold important positions. Her daughter Ingrid would become the Queen of Denmark. Princess Margaret's grandchildren would include King Carl XVI, Gustav of Sweden, Queen Margaret the second of Denmark, and Queen Anne Marie of Greece. So many kids, so Mm -hmm. many grandkids. Mm -hmm. Prince Arthur was also the Governor General of Canada from 1911 to 1916. He will return to the military and serve even during World War II up to his death in 1942. Prince Arthur also... like in his... Mm-hmm. 90s, he was helping yeah. with the war effort. Wow. He lived until the age of 91. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're down to our last two lonely blokes, lonely babies, lonely bubbies. Let's take a quick break here and we'll come back for Prince Leopold and Princess Beatrice. Back in a minute. All right, Alicia, let's talk about some lonely bubbies. Lonely bunnies. Lonely bunnies. babies. Verify AAA helps lost and lonely. Lonely Prince Leopold. Prince Leopold George Duncan Albert was born April the 7th, 1853. He's an Aries. He is the youngest son of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, kid number eight. We're getting so close to the end. Prince Leopold was the only one to suffer from hemophilia. Mm. Because Leopold is really sick and fragile, he's not able to take part in many of the same activities that were enjoyed by his siblings. His health, his life is very precarious at times when he's a child. They think he's going to die pretty much all the time. Prince Leopold, gifted, very intelligent student. He'll study at Oxford where he meets Alice Little. You ready for this? Alice Little is the daughter of the Dean of Oxford and the inspiration for Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. Mm. I thought the name rang a bell. Almost miraculously for a hemophiliac during this time, Prince Leopold lived until the age of 30 years old. Prince Leopold married Princess Helen of Waldeck and Piermont in 1882. 
They have one daughter, Princess Alice, in 1883. Their son, Prince Charles Edward, was born in 1884, four months after his father's death. Through his son, Prince Charles Edward, Prince Leopold is the great-grandfather of Carl XVI, Gustav, the current King of Sweden. Holy cats, last but not least. Again, I'm exhausted for Victoria. Princess Beatrice, Mary Victoria, Theodore Baby is what Princess Beatrice was. She was the ninth and last child of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, born April 14th, 1857, Aries girl. So Victoria got a little break, 1857? A little bit. The longest between kids was 1853 to 1857, Mm -hmm. Leopold and Beatrice. So you have to have the youngest. Beatrice is the baby. The baby. Because she's the baby, Princess Beatrice was given much more attention and love than all of her older siblings. Both Queen Victoria and Prince Albert dote on Beatrice. Also, Queen Victoria had chloroform during this one which is why everybody thinks Queen Victoria liked Beatrice so much better is because she doesn't remember the labor. (laughs) Nice to start life not being hated by your mother. Really is kind of a different flex than her older brothers and sisters. Sadly, okay, let's talk about 1861. Victoria and Albert married 21 years. This has Princess Vicky... Their oldest child at 20, leaving little Beatrice when she loses her father at the tender, tiny age of four. Mm. She's a baby. Yeah. Just just a baby. After losing her beloved husband, Queen Victoria will want Beatrice with her at all times. And although Beatrice receives far more of her mother's attention and interest, she'll live almost her entire childhood with Queen Victoria in intense mourning. Queen Victoria is always in black from this point. We have seen her happy. Oh, we have kids and we go to the circus and we're doing all these delightful things. I'm full of joy, not after Albert's death. And here little Beatrice hardly knew her father at all or Mm -hmm. even remembers. Prince Albert had been such a major influence on all of the other kids. So his absence, combined with Queen Victoria's deep and constant state of mourning, unfortunately makes Princess Beatrice's life very different from all of her siblings. Queen Victoria did not plan on Princess Beatrice getting married at all. Queen Victoria just wanted Beatrice with her at all times. Wow, okay. She wanted her... Permanent she, companion. Yeah, not only wanted, she expected her youngest child to stay with her and be her companion and her trusted assistant and helper. And in fact, Beatrice would be the queen's devoted companion and helper throughout her life, but she would eventually convince her mom to allow her to marry the man that she fell in love with. In July 1885, Princess Beatrice marries the very handsome Prince Harry of Battenberg under the condition, you ready for this, that they live with their mom. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to live with the queen. Yeah, well. You got to move in with me, but sure, I'll let you get married. Prince Harry and Princess Beatrice would be very happy together. They have four kids. Even Queen Victoria discovered that 
she also liked Prince Harry and adored their children. Queen Victoria softens a little Mm -hmm. in time about how she feels about the kids. When Queen Victoria passed away in 1901, Princess Beatrice does take it upon herself to greatly edit her mother's diaries. Beatrice does this in an attempt to protect her mother's legacy from being tarnished by anything that Beatrice deemed not appropriate to be made public. However, on the other side, it is a great loss to history, (laughs) as Queen Victoria had been one of the great diarists of all time, writing from a very, very early age. Sadly, Princess Beatrice edited and destroyed so much of her mother's writing that only a third of Queen Victoria's writings survive. A third. That breaks my heart. Princess Beatrice was a carrier of hemophilia. She's one of the two kids of Victorian Albert that are. Princess Alice is the first carrier. Mm -hmm. Princess Beatrice is the second. Again, Leopold will suffer from it. But Princess Beatrice's daughter, Victoria Eugenie, would become the Queen of Spain and will pass the hemophilia gene to her sons. Again, reinforcing, always know your family trees. But that is today, Stacy and my darlings. <laughs> the nine kids of Victoria and Albert. Verify AAA helps lost and lonely broads. What a lot of time to spend pregnant. Wow. Victoria, Bertie, Alice, Alfred, Helena, Louise, Arthur, Leopold, and Beatrice. Little bit of a bundled episode to get you up to speed on each of them as we begin to spiral into the trashiest among them and their progeny for the next few episodes. I do love the international trash. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you being here for tuning in, for telling your friends and fellow podcast enthusiasts for your kind ratings and reviews, and again, for your support on Patreon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And know if you want to listen ad-free, you can check us out at patreon.com slash trashyroyalspodcast. Sign up there for $2 a month, early ad-free episodes every week. Y'all are all simply the very best until we gather again next Thursday to revel in another tale. (laughs) I want you to keep your eye on the throne. Polish up that crown. (laughs) Big love, everybody. Have a tremendous week. Bye. Bye.